Shall we begin? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Premier League Pulse, brought to you by the Differential FPL Podcast. Happy New Year, wherever you are, and we made it. We're in 2024. Uh, glad to be here, and so, so happy to have you watching or listening to us. You can follow us, subscribe to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Differential FPL. And also you can follow us on Twitter on Differential FPL or is it X? I think it's X, X, whatever, Twitter, X, you know, whatever it is. It's all good. Um, and with me today, uh, we've got Shola Bolori. Hey, Shola, how's it going? No, it's good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You know, this is our 101st episode. So we cracked 100 episode. I think our last episode at the end of last year was just at BNI. And it's crazy because, you know, 100 episodes, it was just you and I, you know, we had guests come in and Habib was one of the guests that came in. And then, you know, obviously, you know, we got him on uh, more frequently, you know, and he's been, he's been great. So this is really good. This is really nice. Starting 20, 2024 with our 101st episode. We love that. So good to have you here. And thank you for always being on, Shola. You know, no, nice, no, no doubt. No nice, nice one. Nice one. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, no worries. And also here with us today is um, Alex, Alexander Oji. What's going on? Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year. The year they Happy. start off that great. Tested positive for COVID today. But like they always say, the show must go on. So we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Alex tested positive for the vid. I didn't even know people were still getting pos- um, test, um, tested and, you know, getting that stuff. I thought you were doing it. Neither did I, you know. Neither did I, but yeah. Oh, but do, do you have like, do you have the, the, the symptoms? Yeah, the usual headaches, or the usual. But come on, yeah. man. Liverpool are, top, Liverpool are top of the table. So there's no way I was going to miss this one. That's uh, why yeah. you go COVID. That's why you go COVID. Because I call it that kind of chat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As you can hear, that's, uh, that's Wahala. Uh, uh, um, Namdi, how you doing? Thanks for coming. Happy, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year to you guys. Happy. Thanks, man. Thanks. And man. it's going to be a, a good year for sports in general and football. I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to it. I cannot wait. I'm looking, I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. You know, and uh, I like the way you're just chilling there. You know, everybody's sitting up at attention, ready to listen and give their views. And I'm just, just lying down in the bed, like, you know, nothing's great. <laughs> I don't even know why you're here. You guys, you're in your instant too cold. Just turn it down. Let's <laughs> 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 turn it down, nigga. But, anyways, good to <laughs> Thanks for coming through. And um, today, what we're going to do is we're just going to review um season so far. We're going to talk about the teams that have overperformed, underperformed. And then we'll also try and do a little bit of a team of the season for fun. Uh, just a little bit here. Namdi decided not to send in his own team of the season. <laughs> Being a dickhead as usual. Namdi always likes to be, feel different with himself, you know. It's you know. not even that. It was oh, such a strange uh, act. Send it's not a straight ass, but I wanted to yeah, share. Head, like Gary Neville and Jimmy Carragher and two players that don't deserve a place on the team. No, man. <laughs> Let's have a debate about it. I'm happy to do that. Uh, fair enough. So, Namdi is only here to criticize other people's teams. doesn't want us to criticize his own. So, 
you know what? It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. But um, I guess we can start um with um let's start a little bit on teams that are overperforming overperforming this season. Um, you know, I could start off with um with, with Alex here. You know, so Alex, you know, I don't want you to give too many, but in your when you watch games this season, what team do you believe has over has under overperformed so far this season? Yeah, I think I think we're all probably gonna list the same teams because the data is out there in the public domain. It's Liverpool, West Ham, and Aston Villa for me in terms of teams that overperformed. You compare where these three teams were last year to where they are this year, it's it's. It's obvious that all three teams have performed much better than they were performing last year. And um and for me, I think it boils down to what they did in the summer. All three teams, in my opinion, invested very well in their squad, in their playing squads. They got good money in certain bits and they invested very wisely. You look at West Ham, the likes of Kudos, Alvarez, James Wald Trous, they've all come in and improved that team. If you look at Villa, they bought very smartly, the likes of Musa Diabli. Think they bought Paul Torres, or was he the previous season? Then um, Tillemans, so smart buy from them. Then obviously Liverpool, we bought very smartly. I still think there was still work to be done, but we bought very smartly. And it's clear that those three teams are, in my opinion, the three teams that are overperforming. Mm, thank you for that. Um, I know I, I know you put in Liverpool there, and I saw I saw Shalaz little smirk when you did that. You know, and I, I knew Alex would do something like this, so I'll, I'll go to Shalaz first because I don't think Liverpool are overperforming. What I do think they're what. <laughs> I think they've improved, but they are performing at the level we expect them to perform. But shall I go ahead? What do you think of um, Alex's list? And that list had Liverpool, Aston Villa, and West Ham. And West I Ham. actually do agree with Aston Villa. West Ham, I, I could give you West Ham, but that Liverpool, I'm not I'm not buying you that Liverpool. I know you always want to put them with you. Always want to find a way to praise them, but I'm not buying that. But go ahead, Shola. What do you think? Yeah, my own list will not include Liverpool. It's just for me or just the Aston Villa or West Ham. For okay. the reasons that Alex gave. But with Liverpool, like, I mean, this is a team that I've made from the summer. I've been saying I expect to win the league. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. so what I'm seeing is does it's not even surprising me. It's a team, you know, it's a team that I said that like, yeah, last year they underperformed mm-hmm. because and I and I believe that the reason they underperformed was because the season prior to last year, they did something that's never been done before. They played every <coughs> single possible game available. Mm-hmm. Feel like it, it, it hit, it, which had, hit a, had a toll on them mentally and physically. Yeah. So, and obviously with the reinforcements they got in the summer, you know they got quality replacements for a lot of their players. You know they had they had like aging players like Fabinho, and they got younger players like Sobosai, McAllister, and Co. So, I'm not surprised that Liverpool are where they are right now. It's actually what I expected. Like I I still I still say I still expect them to win the league this season. So unfortunate that from a United fan I I expect this, but it's just the way I see it, you know, because it's not even the first time you see Liverpool underperform in the season and this next season later they come mm-hmm. back to fly, you know, all guns blazing, which is what's okay. happening now. So let me just ask you okay, sorry, I was gonna ask a very quick question, Shala. How come no pundits had Liverpool in their top three? This season, I don't know. Uh, well, so, we did. Well, we didn't do that yet. We, we, all, all of us here have actually really expect, uh, respected Liverpool this this season. I think even Closet fan, Wahala self had them. Was it not? Did you have them winning the league or, no. or second or third? Wahala, sorry, Namdi, go on. Um, I had Liverpool 
challenging for the title. I had City winning. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to say I had them winning, but I agree with you guys. Liverpool aren't overperforming, but it's, it's a great thing that Shola pointed out there that they played every single possible game. You know, in today's sports culture, sports commentary culture, if you like, there's an emphasis on silverware. But you really do have to say, if you look back 10 years, 15 years, the team played every available game. That's yeah. staggering. So to come from that, to be top of the league two seasons later, that's not overperforming. That's an organization that is accustomed to performing at this high level, you know? So yeah, I agree with you guys. Yeah, but the reason yeah, yeah the, the reason why I'm saying that, so I'm very quick. The reason why I'm saying overperforming is because of the narrative. Because if we look at the way the landscape was in the summer, every pundit and the dog had us as okay, we might start coming back to season as a transition season, which isn't which isn't a far fetched comment because if you think about it, we lost our entire midfield and we'll just come back on come back off the worst of or probably the worst season we could have had in club's era. So I don't think it would have been smart money to bet on us competing for the league this season. That's all I'm saying. And if you look and, and I can get it. Last season we dipped. So this season the smart money would have been us maybe coming fourth. If we really think about it, transition. You, but the fact can, I, can, can I just say can I just say something perhaps it's the narrative you were buying into. But I just showed you okay. that was dominating. That's the one you were buying into because I, you were anxious. I also want to add something, right? Yeah. Another thing is, I would, I think Liverpool still have their core of their key mm-hmm. players. You have Salah, you have Allison, you have Van Dijk, you have Robertson, you have Trent. You still have that core. The only main, real key player you lost was Fabinho. And Firmino. You lost Firmino and Fabinho. Those are two key players you lost. So they also lost they also lost Mane two seasons ago. Oh, yeah. so so if I say they're keeping their core. But that was two seasons ago. I think that's two seasons ago. I'm talking about this summer. This summer. Talking about this summer. A team that changed the entire midfield. No, that midfield wasn't that good. That midfield wasn't that good. Look, let's be honest. But it's not their core. They lost Henderson. They lost Henderson, Keita, Fabinho. Oxlade and Milner. That's the engine of the team. It was <laughs> that Because now you see we're talking about Liverpool losing their home midfield. But the team that the Liverpool teams that won the Champions League and the Premier League, their strength was not their midfield. It's always been their wide players, their fullbacks, and their attack. Their strength has never been their midfield. I'm sorry. Shola, Shola you're no. killing me. Because no, literally, Liverpool became the champion side when they drafted Fabinho. That's why I mentioned earlier Fabinho was the only real loss. Who the hell is no, Henderson? Are you going to tell me Henderson, Keita, Oxlade, and guys that no, they're no, missing? Leave, Come leave, on, leave Keita and Oxlade. But what <laughs> and Oxlade. Fabio allowed Henderson to be a dog. The captain Cap- whilst being an average player. He allowed yeah. him to be the dynamo he became whilst not ex- ever becoming an excellent player. So yes. you lose that's, that. and that's, that's why I pointed out his that's why I pointed out Fabinho's. Sorry, can I just say something funny that happened? My my so I drive a I drive a 2008 Camry, 
that I love to death. And uh, who was it? I think my mom, no, my, my dad was making fun of me. My dad was like, oh, yeah, you know, when are you going to upgrade that car? And my mom was like, no, no, it's a great car. It's still performing. It's still performing since 2008. And my dad was like, he's changed the engine. It's a different car. That's literally what we're talking about now. It's yeah. a different car. <laughs> it is. I didn't, I didn't see you going there. Okay, well, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. And this is for you too, Alex. Last season, what would you say was Liverpool's weakest, weakest um, unit? Was it the attack? Was it the defense? Or was it the midfield? Are you asking no, me? Yeah, both of you. Alex, Alex. Uh, OG, yeah, OG, you can go first. Uh, uh, so yeah. What would you say was your weakest unit? And which one would you did you want to change? There was a midfield, and I think, and I think I understand where you're going with this. The midfield, not due to the fact that the midfield was poor, it was just aging. That's just all it is. So we had to replace that midfield to Wahala's point. But when you replace the midfield, you're also replacing characters on and off the pitch. Henderson is the captain. Milner is the vice captain. So you're taking those two players out and you're bringing in new players. That For them to just settle within six months, that's that's astonishing. And on top of that, I think there's another point to add to this. We lost two-thirds of the best, arguably the best attack the Premiership has ever seen. We lost Mane and Firmino. Yes, Mane was the season before, then Firmino was this season. So it's it's almost a, it's almost a brand new team. So but mm-hmm. I, I don't think we're getting enough credit knowing when you look at the fact that we've We've changed the attack. We've changed the midfield. The only area that's still the same is the defense. So okay. look at it that okay. way. Yeah. All right. All right. Last, so, last, last point on this before before we move on. Can, give, can I can I answer the question you asked me, sir? Oh yeah, that's what I said last point. You see, <laughs> oh, okay. Bala, you don't okay. have to be bad about it. You see, you have to listen. <laughs> I was going to, right, but go ahead. Last point. Last point on this. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, for me. Um, yeah, I agree. I also think it was, I also think it was midfield, but I think it was more of a hunger thing rather than an age thing. I think, even though I don't like subscribing to stereotypes, I think the stereotype does hold for certain players from certain parts of the world. You know, particularly a player like Fabinho, who he really shouldn't be in decline, to be honest, because he's really not that old. And in fact, he's at an age where some midfielders start to mature. At his age, Javi Alonso became almost a more effective passer, almost a more effective midfield general. Same goes for Pierlo, players of that ilk. But I think Fabinho lost the hunger. And with him losing the hunger, Henderson became, you know, he was found out. And mm-hmm. so both of them have now been shipped off. And um, you saw it last season that in, in transition, it was a completely different Liverpool side. They lost control of, of things. There was no effective screen for the back line. You lose your midfield, you're in shambles. And I think that's definitely what happened. The drop-off in level was a midfield problem. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, rebuilding the midfield. And I have to say this, man, OG said it for a while. And even though I thought he was whining a little bit, <laughs> I agree with you. You know, you can see that the benefits have been reaped. Fair enough. That's good. I think, um, yeah, um, you definitely see now with Zobo, uh, McAllister as well. Um, Curtis Jones is finally coming into his own a little bit, you know. Um, he's been on the roster for a while, but finally he's doing he's doing he's doing things. <clears throat> I would just add to it as to um, um overperforming teams, a little bit of recency, but you know Bournemouth are kind of like overperforming yes. a little. Uh, yes. Where they are, yeah. they are doing uh, yeah, they're they're doing better because remember at the start of the season everybody thought this one was just going to get their ass whooped. Manager gets sacked, you know. But speaking of people who are getting their ass whooped, I think we can move to underperforming teams. 
And uh, <laughs> see you're smiling. I know you are smiling. <laughs> you know oh, sorry, please. <laughs> D, before you just just before you go on, I yeah, have to say the Bournemouth, the Bournemouth point is yeah. fantastic, but credit has to go to that manager. Yeah. Anthony yeah. Raola has yep. he's organized them differently. Yeah. It's, it's a completely different looking side. And yep. they're the one team in the league that looks like more than a sum of their parts. In the mm-hmm. sense that they have no individual outstanding player. Shoranke is having a good season. And then Iriola goes off next season. He's going to look average again next season. I promise you that. He hasn't suddenly gotten better. He's just been better coached. Yeah. 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 Okay, good point. Wolves is another team though. I think Wolves, yeah, Wolves is good. Wolves is good yeah. And I like what you said about, you know, a team that looks like, what did you call it? Some of blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some of... So they are part. Um, Tottenham, I hate to admit it, but Tottenham actually are a team that look kind of like that. You know, you take out all the, you know, this player, that player, and they still play the same way. They don't, they don't care. So, um, so now speaking of the underperforming teams, first team I want to go on, I want to talk about is obvious. Well, I think United definitely underperforming <laughs> this season. Now, another team that I feel like is underperforming, but I'm not even sure if they are really underperforming. Is Newcastle? You know, are they? Are they? underperforming or are they just is it just finally like the, are their results just finally evening out you know because you look at that Newcastle team how strong is that team so uh, first off I'll talk a little bit about United you know I don't know if anyone feels United is not underperforming but we can talk ab- about that first with Shola so Shola what about you what do you think about United being one of those teams <coughs> that is underperforming oh yeah in my opinion United is the biggest disappointment this season the biggest that uh, you know I, I mean a lot we a lot of people i mean yeah we're in the top top four race but we're not comfortable in that top four race we were expected to be in a comfortable top four race but we're not you know i mean i think i think i'm the only person here that i even thought chelsea would be in the top four race but i'm clearly wrong <laughs> right and i can see now there and alex laughing because they were, they were telling me that i was chatting shit and they were right so it's all good but so Chelsea, I would I would say Chelsea has been more of an underperformer. Even neither is Newcastle. I think I would Newcastle. I think yeah, it, they really really begin to. I don't really think their team is that good. Personally, you know, if you look at it, they just have a but like in terms of quality, I think you can count the actual number of quality players that they actually have. They're not, they're not that much. What, what Newcastle's strength is their grit and their hard work. You know, they're one of those teams that they like to run. Because even the other day, I, I was asked, I was talking on someone, another group, I was like, this is Bruno Grimmer's guy. This guy is really not that great. He's just a hard... He, he, like so, someone said, although this one was far-fetched, uh, but someone said he's just like Fred. And I'm like, no, come on, he's not like Fred. He's better than Fred. He's better than Fred because he's better on the ball. But mm-hmm. he's just one of those guys that he's just more about his energy. Like, <clears throat> I don't see him as as like a game changer in like a midfield. You get, yeah. And we can't forget they're actually they actually one of the best um, coach teams, Newcastle, which was allowed them. And you know, speaking of coaches as well, how much you know? Um, and I'll, I'll come. I'll still come to you guys, Alex and Wahala. Yeah, but how much of United's demise has been? Because of the manager, ETH. Yeah, well, you can go first. Yeah. That's yeah. where you should. That's where you should. Oh, Sorry. Okay, Shola. Um, I think this season I'll attribute a good some maybe like thirty or forty percent 
to him because some of his selections have been bizarre. Some of his decisions have been bizarre. The moment, like, on when did we play? Well, this Saturday we played. Yeah, against Forrest. At halftime, when I saw McTominay was put on DM, I said we were going to lose the game. I, I said it. Because as soon as McTominay, as soon as he makes that change, right, he puts McTominay at defensive midfield. We lost control of that midfield totally. Like, we completely got overrun. But, like, Forrest literally won that game by destroying our midfield. Like, I just knew, like, dude, kind of like there's some decisions that he makes. And I'm like, dude, I don't even have to be a coach to see that this is not going to work. You get, because when I saw that, I'm like, this guy can't be serious. Like, even if you want to bring McTominay because of his goal threat, I'd rather you then drop Ericsson and Bruno deeper. I'd put McTominay higher up the pitch because that's where McTominay can be effective. He knows how okay, to get so like, just, just real quick, he did mention that Mino, Mino was running low. On that's why I said, okay, let's, that's, why, that's why I'm making the point that if you do want to bring on McTominay for Mino, drop Bruno and Ericsson deeper. Who can at least, at least, can at least pass the ball, that can at least do something with the ball. McTominay hmm. cannot progress the ball. He cannot pass the ball. He can't do shit in midfield. Like, he doesn't do jack. He just jogs. That's, two goals, that's what I'm saying. It's, those goals mask his performances. Yeah. Like, the yeah. two goals Forrest conceded was because McTominay was out of position. Like, the second goal is actually the one that pissed me off the, mo- the most because you're going to go double up on Ilanga. Why? Like, Dalo has him. Like, let, let Dalo, let him try and take Dalo on. Because if he, if he, if he tries to take Dalo on, he's probably going to be forced to go wider and try and cross. But then once McTominay comes in, he sees there's an open man. There's so much space to, for the pass, and it's a free goal. Fair enough. Um, Alex, what about you? Um, underperforming teams. Um, I have Man United as one of the top ones. Is that is that is that what you think as well? Yeah, definitely. I think I agree with everything Shala said on, on your point around Man United being number one. Chelsea a close second, but the reason why I cut Chelsea some slack is due to the fact that they have a lot of new and young players. So the strategy was just wrong. So. I think it would take a while for them to actually get their act together. That's why we, myself, Namdi, and a few others didn't really see Chelsea as a threat this season. But I think United, they've got experience. They've got, supposed match winners. And they bought in the summer. They did spend money. They spent upwards of $200 million on attacking players. Mason Mount, um, Rasmus Hoyland, and a few others. And still, they're languishing, what, seven to eight? And shall I say they're in the top four race? I don't see them in the top four race. I think United are going to be one of those teams that will win one, draw one, lose one. Win one, draw one, lose one to the end of the season. And they'll probably end up finishing seventh or eighth. So, yeah, they're, for me, number one underperforming. Right, fair enough. Um, and um, Wahala, uh, Wahala, Wahala Namdi. I, I really that, that, that's the same person. <laughs> I, I know, right? I always mix it up. Yeah. But, um, um, I know we've already talked a little bit about United, yeah. But as an Arsenal fan, uh, do you think Arsenal have actually underperformed this season? I know, you yeah. know, obviously it's just it's just a few games that you know. It doesn't even need to be. No Yeah. The answer is a very fat no. Okay. You know, we were we were top of the league one week ago. Correct. One week and a half ago, we have lost what four games, which is probably the most bitter. Uh, tale to tell of our season so far. We've lost that many 
this but beyond that if you just pick out one or two games the looting game the comeback was exemplary of a side that knows itself and that knows how to take charge of games what's happened in the last i think three games is temporary loss of identity perhaps pointing at the need to charge the batteries the need for Mikel to become a bit more tactically flexible and um, all of these things are bumps on the road in any top performing season of any team if you look across the board across Europe right now Sociedad who have been watching in Spain have had a couple of weeks there where you wondered whether they were going to be able to sustain their charge um, PSV early doors took that 4-0 battering at Arsenal since then they I don't even think they've drawn a game uh, in, in their in their league and it's, I think it's hogwash to say Arsenal has, has underperformed if you come to the end of the season now and we're not top three we've underperformed if we come to the end of the season without a trophy we've underperformed but to say it now is madness Madness. Fair enough. Well, I'm a little bit mad. That's why I asked you. I let to see what you. Let's <laughs> <laughs> you call me. But uh, do you have any under, other underperforming teams? You know, I, I would really? just add. Um, well, you know, let's hear yours. Go ahead. It would, it, it would be remiss to leave out Sheffield United. That's an atrocious side. I swear, that was league, Yeah, they come into the league like they're playing under sixteen boys. In show me. <laughs> what are they up to? I, I mean, nobody expected anything from them. I mean, they're just get to double get to double figures by Christmas, for goodness sake. Let's be honest. If you look at Sheffield United's what the, their summer dealings, right? They if I was a Sheffield United sponsor, I'd be pretty pissed because first things first, you sell one of your best players to a team that just came pro, got promoted with yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like who does that? <laughs> like, it, just, it, it just shows that you're not ready to take you're not ready to play. <laughs> like, you just can't provide. Like just that that alone just shows that you didn't come to you didn't come to the just how, how, how much was it? How much was that too? It wasn't even that much, was it? Like it was 10, like six like sixteen or seventeen million. Yeah. Right, when, is that what I mean to be honest, like you look at other sides like I mean Burnley as well, they've come up. At least Burnley are trying to play their football and they have company and you're like you can see what maybe they are trying to do, even though it's not going it's not going well, you know, right now. But I watch Sheffield United, I'm like, what are these guys doing? Like, just, <laughs> well, okay, you know what? Let's, let's move on a little bit from here. And, um, Namdi, you can start off us off here. <clears throat> um, so, you're, you're at the start of the season, like you just said, you had Man City winning, I think you said you had Liverpool challenging. Has anything happened from you know, obviously from the start of the season to now that will make you change what you felt could happen this season? So, I, <clears throat> unless Haaland has an aggravated or flare-up of another injury or misses trucks of the season. I still feel like Man City have the most potent weapon offensively. And if you look at the top of the league now, there's a bit of a queue forming. And those guys that are right at the top all have, you know, quality in the team. They have great managers. So you're going to need lockpicks and assassins to bring the thing home. And I, I just think Man City have a few more than everyone else. However, however, 
when you ask me that question, you see, we're on a podcast, so we can <laughs> can be a little unreasonable. I just feel like this is tw- twenty years after twenty years after the invincible season, and it just feels like the stars could align for a certain team and not London. So I'm holding out my hopes. But right. other than that, no, 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 it's going exactly. All right, fair enough. What about you, Alex? What do you think? Um, is it's a tough one, but I'll start with a team that I think will probably end up finishing third, and I think it's Arsenal. I don't. Um, I, I sound it sounds crazy, but banter aside, when I look at the Arsenal team, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like Namdi said, you guys have lost four games already. Mm-hmm. If you if you continue at this trajectory, you're probably looking at eight games. You can't lose eight games and win the league, not this Premiership. That's what I personally think. So you guys are gonna need basically an upturn in form. Very quickly, is it possible? They have lost three, though. Sure, you know, City have lost. I get, three. I get that, yeah. But City, City always do that. Then the second half of the season, they'll probably not lose any game. Feel me? So they lose other games early, which they've done. I, I don't know. You guys have not shown me any track record of being able to do that. So That's you're going to need to, yeah. So you need that upturn in form one and two. After five games, six games, seven games, we're saying, okay, your attack will click, will click, will click. We're twenty games in now, and it's still not clicked. So maybe just wouldn't click. Maybe mm. maybe maybe this is the level the season and last season was an anomaly, possibly. So I think that there's too many unanswered questions when I look at Arsenal. And I'm it's not I'm not hating because you guys could potentially still win the league. I hate and this but, yeah. I, I, there's, I, a little, there's a little bit of hate sauce in there. Let's do nah, nah, Okay, nah, let me just nah. say one, let me say one thing. To to your point though, when it comes to goals for and you do you do talk about our attack not clicking. And I'll give you this. Goals for, uh, well, like what? We have 37. That's enough for, I think, one, two, three, four, five, six. That's seventh most in the league for goals. Okay. For. Okay. So well, now look at some... Is, is it, you have the points there. You have yeah. the points. But it yeah. does... It yeah. does. You, you also don't mention that our defense is pretty much second best in the league. Yeah. So, no, and that's fine. But when you now look at some of the other key metrics, for example, open play, open play goals, you see 13 in the league. Mm-hmm. So I guess the point I'm trying to make is, you're not you guys. Are, I don't think you guys are scoring enough goals, especially mm-hmm. from your key men. So to my point, I'm right. not saying it can't it, it can't happen. Martinelli, Jesus, Saka might just turn to beast second half. Mm-hmm. It's very possible. But when you look at it for now, if it's not working, another issue you have on the back of that is you don't have anyone coming off the bench to almost push them. When I look at City, if Foden is not doing the business. Bernardo will push him. If Nunes is not doing the business, Jota will push him. If Jesus is not doing the business, I'm sorry, Eddie Murphy can't push him. Rhys Nelson can't push Saka. So that's where I see you guys. Nambi's laughing again. I didn't think that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know, I'll leave Arsenal for that. Why are you on that two Why are you on that two let's, let's not, let's not okay. go too much. Into it. Go on. Okay. <laughs> I think... I think City are favourites for me, just due to the fact that we've, we've seen the body of work, we've seen what they can do over recent seasons. And the only two points behind us, which is nothing. That's literally one game swing. So, uh, and I looked at one start earlier to see earlier today, which is quite interesting. They don't play any top eight team till March. Yeah. And what, yeah, uh, it sounds crazy, but once City get into the groove, which we know they can do, yeah. between now and March, they can win other games. Then yeah. by March, they're like four points clear. Then we'll just coast the rest. So I think City are favourites, but we are in it. And I like I like the way Klopp has rebuilt the squad because especially the attack. We've got five players, and apart from Salah, the other four, all different, but probably on the same level. Which 
I think a lot of people are on the on, on the plane. And I'll explain what I mean about that. Nunes and Diaz will start. They know subconsciously, you know what? I've only got 60 minutes. But they will give their best, like a 90-minute game, knowing fully well that win or lose after six minutes, 60 minutes, they're out, which which keeps them on their toes and makes them on the bank. Then the other two, the common, Jota and Gapo, have 30 minutes to now add to it. So I think our attack is what's really helping us, which is why you see every game that we're literally scoring. I don't know how we did beat Man United, but more often than not, we're scoring, we're blowing teams out of the water. So I think that's what will keep us in it. For how long, I don't know. So yeah, longer short answer is, I think, City. Good, no, that's good. I mean, I, I always I, I need less than 60 minutes to bank. So I don't know about you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so just, just just by the way, I think it's important to note that we're in a treacherous period right now and a potentially season-changing period. So transfer window opens. Of course. What are we yeah. gonna do in the market, right? Mm-hmm. And then some players are fucking up to the Asian club. And oh, yeah. What impact is that going to have on performances? So you know, it's, it's a crazy thing. The Premier yeah. League season, it it, it winds and it winds, and you can't sit in on the second day of the year really predict what's going to happen. But uh, you know, let's just call it spade a spade. We've known it since the summer. Arsenal has a blunt forward line. That's just what it is. We have a blunt forward line. At the beginning of the season, it looked like we were going to spread the goals around, and that would be enough city style two or three seasons ago. Mm-hmm. But clearly, that isn't happening either because teams are finding out our patterns. Yeah. So we've got to go into the market, go find somebody. And mm-hmm. we're lucky we're not losing any big assets to Afcon or the AFC, apart from Tomiyasu, whose yeah. absence can be covered for. But let's go add to the team and see if we can get one over the other guys who are losing big players, like Salah. Yeah. Fair yeah. Um, uh, and, and to uh, be fair, that's, I was going to say, that's another reason why I think we are a little bit handicapped. City are not losing anyone. Arsenal yeah. pretty much are not losing anyone. We're losing our best player for fair at least three, four games, which is 12 points minimum. I mean, well, we've, we've not had him all season. I don't even think he's one of our players anymore, um, Thomas Patsy. But we'll see. Maybe by the time. Maybe the guy. What do you want to say? He's not going. He's not going. He's not going. I listen to me. I'm just talking about the fact that Thomas Party hasn't even played. But Party isn't going anywhere. Party isn't going. going Apparently, his injury is so bad that. Yeah. Might not even. Like, I think it was. Was it Fisayo that said that um, Timba might even come back before? Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully, come back. Um, No, we'll see how it happens. So, um, we got so Shola as well. So, so you can, you can answer that question as well. Um, do you still I mean, have? Would you think or what what has changed from the start of the season? I mean, to be fair, all the odds stack in City's favor. All the odds point to City. You know, I'm I'm still gonna stick with my prediction of Liverpool. You know, because I think also one of the big, one of the most underrated people that just came back would be Jota. Jota is, a, in my opinion, he's a Huge, huge, huge piece in that Liverpool team. Very, very underrated in my opinion. So I think Jota coming back now while Salah is away is very, very good for Liverpool. Yeah. You know, because Jota is probably after Salah, he's the most reliable up front. You Jota is a goal, he's a goal scorer. He mm-hmm. can get you goals and he's deceptively ridiculous in the air. He's mm-hmm. for his size, like he's deceptively very, very good in the air. So I think the, the return of Jota helps Liverpool 
you know, for this one month that, that he's out. But obviously, City, all the odds points in City's favor because, number one, they're not losing any player. They're not losing a single player. The Afghans, the Asians, you know, and what, they're five points with a game in hand behind Liverpool. And we know City is the kind of team that can go with, like, 12 in a row now. Like, yeah. with, like just go on. On this ridiculous, it's really now that they never played anybody in the top eight till, till March. City can easily go on a 10, 12, 13 game winning streak. We've <laughs> doing so many times. Yeah. Just with the return of KDB, that also, <laughs> that also is another beast to consider. I mean, but you know, I think, I think it's important to point out at this juncture that the only big team to have beaten City this season. We do what we do sometimes, you know. So uh, just before before we move on, uh, just, just one more thing I want to talk about. Uh, I shall you can start us off here. Deserby. This season, Brighton are currently eight. What was their position actually? I think that's seventh. They're seventh right now. Yeah, and they're it's crazy. Behind yeah, and Brighton are actually a team that really and truly they should be below mid-table. That's where they usually find themselves, sometimes fighting relegation and stuff. Deserby has made them a kind of team that, look, we expect so much from them. But are we expecting so much that even right now, a lot of people see that their team and they feel like they could have done a lot better this season? Honestly, no. For Not for me. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think Deserby is a good coach, but I don't think he's a great coach everybody makes him out to be. That's my yeah. that's my thing, you know. I think like he's made out to be like he's just elite coach. Like, look, it, what what has he done in Sheffield in Southampton? <clears throat> his win percentage was less than thirty percent. So like, what's what's the hype? Um, well, he's, a good, he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> everybody makes him look like he's the return of Jesus Christ. What's the problem? Fancy Premier League team. <laughs> So what? I said, I... what's the name of your fantasy Premier League team? <laughs> that's that's what that's what Deserby gets props for. Style. Hello. 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 Um. Yeah, I just wanted to talk. Do you have anything to add to what is uh, to that again? Uh, uh, Alex. I love, I love Deserby. Yeah. Same here. I love Deserby. I think they're doing a cracking job. They they've lost five games this season. Yeah, and that only five games. Um, every season they lose their best players. Last summer mm-hmm. they he lost two of his best players in Caicedo and McAllister. And the mm-hmm. fact that they're still hovering around the Europa spot, add to the fact that in the Europa League they won their group in a very tight group with Marseille in it and some some other big hitters. They won that group. So he's doing well in Europe and Ajax. Yeah, so he's doing well in Europe. He's seventh in the Premiership, same points as United, and pushing West Ham. I think he's in a cracking job. I see what Salah is saying. Everyone keeps hailing Deserve, Deserve, but I don't think they're saying Deserve is, is, is Pep Guardiola. They're just saying he's one to watch because the same way we all keep hailing Alonso, even Mikel Arteta. Why can't we hail Deserve? Like the, the style of football he plays, the way he imposes himself on the same structure, I think is definitely one to definitely watch. That's it. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, I know he. Sorry, I compared Deserby in my mind to Decanio when he was a footballer. Decanio wasn't the best player in the league. He didn't play for the best club in the league. But every time you came up with your end of year 
top 10, top 15 list, Dikanyo was on it because he could do something spectacular. He had that personality, you know, he was outsized. That's what Deserbi is, you know, and he's, I think he's transmitted that to his players. He's transmitted that to the Brighton football community. They're punching above their weight. You know, when they were, I think Shola's argument really is, have they really gotten further forward than under their previous manager? I think the previous manager had them organized and had the, you know, he, he adjusted the culture of the football team, but I think Deserbi just took them one step further. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess we can move on now to um, what I wanted us to talk a little bit more now is um, a little bit about the team of the season so far. You know, talk a little bit about the individual players, you know. And thankfully, Shola and Alex uh, did provide me with their team. Um, as we spoke earlier, while <laughs> I was in the deck, decided not to send his. But, you know, he will definitely partake in, in talking about them. So first off, let me see if I'm, I'm going to share my screen now. And I'm going to, we're going to preview Shola's team first, right? And this is a 4-3-3, you know, um, hold up. I think, hold up. Wait, which one can you see? Can you see Shola or Shokwe? Okay, there you go. Shola. Yeah, Shola, Shola. You can see Shola's, right? So that's yeah. Shola's team of the season. You know, um, he has, um, for, for people that are living uh, listening at home, it's Vicario in goal, Trent, Saliba, VVD, Yudogi, Luis in midfield with Rice and McGinn, Salah, Haaland, and Bowen. Sounds like you just took the top four. I just added one extra guy from outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, well, maybe I see some Spurs guys there. But, you know, it, it's all good. Um and I guess we could go on. The only person I may have a problem with, I don't really have a problem with it. I, I, I just wouldn't be, I, I just wouldn't have him on my team is Udogi. And I know Alex too, you had him on there as well. Maybe it's because, maybe it's the Spurs, um, it's the fact that he wears shitty white Spurs uniform that is, that is clouding the judgment. But um, so. what do you think? Because Alex and Shola had him on. Would you have Udogi as one of your best performers at, at left back this season? Or the best? Let's say the best. So, you know, I wouldn't. Um, as I said on the group, I wouldn't have Udogi in my team. Um, I think it's one of those situations where we have a prefixed um, formation in mind. Because you have a prefixed formation, somebody has to go at left back. <coughs> I'd say I play three at the back. I would mm -hmm. play three defenders at the back and have other players fill out other positions. So I wouldn't necessarily have a left back, as in a left full back, and Udogi wouldn't make it into my team, no. Crazy. You see, that's a good I haven't seen I haven't seen outstanding from him, and I've seen outstanding from other players, which yeah. would be sufficient to make up a, a outfield 10. You see, that's, that's good. That's, that, that's, that's, a that's a good point. That's a very good point. That's, that's why when I say make your team of the season, you make your team of the season. <laughs> that we can have to talk about. Do you understand? But that's actually a good point. That's a good point. Um, um Alex, um, yeah. I don't think you had McGinn as well. And yes, I think yeah, I, I feel like you know McGinn it deserves a shout. It deserves a shout. He and um, and Douglas Lewis. But why do you have McGinn there? I mean, the rest of most of the other people is very easy to just you know have them in there. 
you know, Haaland, Bowen, Salah, you know, everyone watching, see how good they've been. But um, why would you have McGinn uh, in your team as well? And I, I'll, put, um, I'll put the team now as well. Yeah, the reason why I put McGinn, and for me, it was, was a tough one between McGinn, Subbaslai, and um, Cunha, Cunha from Wolves. The, yeah. reason why, the, reason, the reason why McGinn exits for me is he's pretty much Villa's engine. He scored five premiership goals, if I'm not mistaken, which I think halfway in the season for a midfielder to get five goals, that's very decent. He's running power, the ground that he covers, and the way he just drives the team. He's Scottish, though. I expect him to do that anyway. I think he's definitely been one of the better performers this season. And I think having him in that number eight, the number eight right side is perfect this season. I think no one can, no one can say he hasn't been one of the best midfielders in the Premiership. And the yeah. reason why, uh, yeah, the reason why I didn't put Douglas Luiz, who was a close shout, is I think Rice has been better. Rice has had a bit, a bit more clutch moments. The late goal against United, the late goal against Luton, and just he's just the entire impact that he's had on the Arsenal team from a leadership perspective. That's the reason why I've got Rice there. Foden has had an outstanding season. Um, he's been playing very well this season under the radar. A lot of people haven't really noticed that Foden has been balling for Man City. But he has, so there's no way I couldn't put him. Interesting one, though. I left out Haaland, which I don't think should be a surprise. I think everyone just thinks, oh, well, let's put Haaland. But Haaland hasn't done anything crazy this season. He's caught 14 goals, granted. But Son has caught 12 goals. So Son is two goals behind Haaland. And Son has had more impact, in my opinion, because he's carried that Spurs team. Remember, there's no Harry Kane this season. So having yeah. Uh, carrying that Spurs team to where they are, I think Son has been very pivotal. So I'll definitely, that's the reason why I took out Haaland and put Son. There's no way I can leave out Son. And I get now this point on the dogie. I think that um, the Everton left-back, Milenko, uh, Milenko, he was a good shout. He he was nearly in my team. But I just think Udogi, due to the fact that he's so young and has, and has adapted to that role perfectly, he comes in sometimes inverted. He plays as a winger sometimes. I think he's been cracking for Spurs. I know you guys are Arsenal fans, so you're not really looking at it from a from an objective standpoint, but trust me, Udogi has been a good performer this season. All right, fair enough. Um, let me just share mine because you know, mine is obviously going to be the shittest out of all of you, but I'm going to share it anyway because I have control so I can do it. So, I'm um, looking at my team. The only difference, uh, most of the difference, uh, difference I have, I have um, obviously I have Becker, um, and I have Mikolenko as my left back. Yeah. I actually went for 4 4 2. And I actually went with Watkins and um, Pascal Gross. I didn't have the letter thing to put the whatever. So his name just says Grub. <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, Gross. I, really? Yeah. yeah. I yeah you got to explain like, that one, bro. Yeah, nah, you can't just type two S's or what? I don't get exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. You have to type that thing. There's a thing you have to put. It's not just G R O. There's a, there's yeah, a way. It's, German, it's a German S. The German it's S. A German S. Yeah, 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 yeah. But let's do your last point. You can just put gross. We'll, we'll, we'll get it now. Grub just looks good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was trying to look for the button, but I didn't have enough time. But the reason why I put him there is because I feel like since guys, uh, this season, the ever constant in Brighton's team has been that guy. He's one of their main creators, he's one of their driving forces. You know, every time they play, he's always doing something. You know, he's he might not get the goals, all the goals, and all the assists, but I think he's their best player. Right now, you know, their best is their best player in their team, and he does very well for them. I I, I could have easily put Louise or on McGinn, but I wanted, I knew that you guys will probably have one of them, and I wanted to actually have Watkins instead 
Because I think as an attacking forward, Watkins is annoying. He doesn't always get those goals. But Watkins is, is how should I put this? He's a consistent performer for that. For them, for them. So he's a consistent performer for them. If he's not getting goals, maybe he gets one assist there. He makes a run there. You know, he's very, very efficient. No, you know, not, efficient. not very efficient. But he's been very, very good for them this season. You know, you, you know what's interesting though? I don't yeah. think any of us had more than one City player in our team. And that's yeah. very interesting. How so, come? And, so, so it's crazy, right? Sorry, sorry. Just yeah, to on. jump in there. I mm-hmm. would have, if I, if I had actually sent you a team, I would have Rodri in my team. I'd have Rodri, Rice, Douglas, Louise in the mm-hmm. center of midfield for me. That's what I'm going for. And like mm-hmm. like Chopin, I'd go with Watkins as well. I'd have Salah. I'd have Haaland. Can't sleep on him. Son's not in my team. I'd have... Wow. I'd have, yeah, Son's not in my team. Mine not be. I can't yeah. understand. I'd have Trent. I'd have Trent as like a right wing back. Salah... Somewhere, you know, further forward, but also on the, the I'll have him on the left just for the sake of making up a formation. Then Watkins and uh, and Haaland. That's how I'd yeah. run. And then I'd play yeah. three centre back. Yeah. Fair yeah, yeah. Can, can I just say something though? Why is everyone sleeping on Son? Son, twelve goals. Watkins nine goals. nine goals. Has Watkins done better than Isaac? They both have nine goals. No. What is that definitely not? No, no, but, it's, it's, but, because, right. it's because what, what not because because of goal scoring though. That's what he assists as well. He has good. He assists. He gets a lot of assists. You get a lot of assists. And what, what kid has there. played more games as well. Exactly, played more games and influenced more matches. No, he's yeah. been available. That, that, that's son. That. Well, it's funny Ooh. enough. You know what's so funny? I feel like I feel like son is more is more of like the tip of the spear. And if Madison did not get injured. It will, way, it will be way above Spurs. Sorry, I said Spurs. Way above Son in the way we look at that Spurs team. Because when he was there, the way he was playing, he was playing world-class football. That was what that was what uh, Madison was playing when he was fit. So I, I get Son because of his goals, but I, I don't know. I just see that. I, I understand keeping Son out. You know, because maybe it's because you expect Son to actually do what he's doing. Just get those goals anyway because of his ability. So yeah, that's what that's that's the way I see I see that part. So with that, with, with that in mind, um, I think I think my, 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 my own, no, yeah, my, own grouse, my own grouse with Son is it, it may not be fair, but during that period where um, Spurs had their blip, had a bunch of players out, lost a couple of games. I wanted to see Son take the team by the scruff of the neck, the way Harry Kane would in seasons yeah. past. And what I saw instead was a player who isn't a leader. He's just the longest-serving player at the club. He's he's not their driving force, and so that's why he doesn't make a team of the season so far for me. That's that's like my tiny niggling grass. What do you guys Son. think of what do you think of Matthias Cunha at Wolves? He's got six goals and five assists. Yeah, I like that kid. Yeah, that's I think I think Kunia is a good shot, but I, I don't I won't put him in my team on the table. Like to be honest, right? Um I consider like half of your face. Oh I considered I considered Rodri, to be fair. 
But the only thing that counted against me was the, the suspensions. I think he's been suspended like four or five games. Right. So for me, that was just what disqualified him. That was the only thing that disqualified Rodri for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, do you guys have any more players you want to add before I move to the I'll, last? I've got, I've got a question for you, Damon. How come apart from Rice and Saliba, they're not more Arsenal players, it? So, to your <laughs> point, no, because the question you asked Namdi is, are Arsenal underperforming? So, in fact, this question is for Namdi. How come it's just Rice and Saliba? Well, to be honest, if 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 there was no Salah, I would have Saka in there. But there's yeah, Salah. Who? I'll have Salah. In, I'll have Saka in there. He has Cole had... Cold Palmer over Saka. I'll tell you that for free. Who? Who? Cold Palmer. Cold Palmer over Saka. Who's okay. that? Oh, that Chelsea lad. Come on, fam. See, no, has, you know what? Yeah, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. No, wait, let me finish. Yeah, it has been good. I'll give it to him. He has actually Pedro, Pedro, Pedro Neto. Pedro Neto. He must have been injured for like half the season, bro. Olise <laughs> over Saka. So Olise has been injured for like half. What are you talking yeah, about? This man just came up. Like, if I know, but, but, but if what you are looking at is a lot of recessy, is a lot of recessy bias, bro. Let me tell you something. You know, Saka's only got three non non penalty goals this season. Three. What do you mean? Three non. So, how many does. No. It doesn't matter. How many assists does. does he have? How many does he have? Six. Uh-huh. How many assists? He has six assists. Neto you know has seven assists. What? Neto has seven assists. I understand the I understand the need to you know to stand for Saka because he's the most effective right-sided forward in the Premiership at the moment. Body of work over you know the most the last three seasons. But he after hasn't Salah. Been, look, after he Salah. Hasn't... You got that after Salah. Come Sorry, on. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, after, yeah, after, yeah. after Salah. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Mm. But, he's, but he's not been team on the season material. Rice and oh. Saliba indubitable. Indubitable. Mm-hmm. You know if you doubt that. Rice and Saliba make mm-hmm. it into no. the team Saliba, of the season. Saliba, Saliba we can't doubt. No matter how casual an observer you are. Rice, Rice is a bit touchy. The only reason why we put Rice is oh. because to the last point, Rodri's been suspended. Oji, that's, and Oji, that's unfair. Doug, no, that's gas. Doug, that's unfair. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say that's this. incredible. Let me say this a little bit because there's a lot of recently bias stuff going on with Saka. Because there was a time this season where literally for every game that was passing by, Salah was doing something. He was either getting Salah, Saka was doing something. He was either getting a goal or getting that assist. Do you understand? So his numbers were good for a long time, but then December came and we fell off a cliff. Well, he didn't. He didn't fall off. But well, we as fell off his yeah. foot. But now let me talk. But I can now I can admit. Wait, shall I wait? I can admit that okay, you know what? Let's not put Saka in there. I would say maybe Bowen has been better. But then Bowen has been playing up front. By the end of the day, I can still have Bowen there. You know, I won't kill myself. But when it comes to rice, like our boy Alex here said, there's literally Alex. When you talk about player of the season, rice is right up there. You have to as cause, it, like when they talk about it, Rice has to be cause. Has, has he been better than Douglas Luiz? Has he really been better yes, than Douglas Luiz? Yes, he has. Oh, yes, yeah. he has. Hundred percent has. Hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not sure. You know. I'm not without sure. You know. We, it's, it's, yes, it's just. Oji, 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 Oji. The truth is. All I'm saying. All I'm saying is a mash and pie will for an Indidi. You know. That's all I'm saying. You know. <laughs> Dude, Declan Rice, man. Oh my god! As in, I can't tell you enough how much I feel bad for him because 
he has above, right? I think I think apart from against Fulham, Fulham was the first game I looked at him and I thought this guy has some flaws. I've actually not been able to find too many flaws in this game up to this point. Yeah. The dude can carry the ball, he can pass short, long, he can beat a man. Like that's something that I think yeah. we slept on before he came to Arsenal because maybe we weren't we weren't rating West Ham highly enough. He can beat a man. He has a, a ton of pace to just mm-hmm. nick the ball away last minute. But he's got no vertical passes, bro. When you say he can beat a man, he passes of his own to the just a young, just a young, go back and watch Arsenal United earlier this season. All he does is vertical passing. Pick the ball from Saliba, pass it to other. You're talking about Rice like he's doing John Nickel Obi stuff. That's not fair. That's what I'm saying, you know. got to be fair. Now, and I feel that narrative that, you see that narrative that Alex is trying to build up. He's saying that he's got no vertical passes. To be honest, I can see Alex's points a little bit because thank you. From the start of the season, listen, this is who Alex is comparing him to. Alex is comparing Declan Rice to say a Thiago or a Patsy, who both have that when they yes. get from the defense, they have that turn in midfield, turn face break move. the lines. Same with Rodri, they have that. But the thing about Declan Rice is where Declan Rice is playing the six for us right now. One silent. He's not supposed to... silent. What happened? Oh, did I... No, we can hear you. No, we can hear you. We can hear you. Guys. We can hear you. We can hear you. Namdi. Namdi, we can hear you as well. Because we just type in the chat that we can hear Namdi. Because, like, Namdi cannot hear us. Maybe he hits me. Namdi, we can hear you, bro. We probably hit something on this phone. That's why. And he can't hear us. But... Uh, Continue, Dima. Yeah, okay. But he's... Yeah, he's left. He's left, but he'll qualify back in. So, like, so the thing about about Rice is that that what you think that expectation of Rice that's not actually Rice. Do you understand? So Namdi, can you hear us now? Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, I can hear yeah. you. So what what I was trying to say is this: that expectation of Rice to take the ball from defense, from the defense, break pass, break the lines the way someone like Thomas Patsy, Thiago would do, for example, that expectation is unreal because that's not what. Declan Rice does. That's what we want him to become in the future, but that's not what he does, right? The real position that where where we, we would actually see a lot better for him, and the difference with, you know, doing that for more than party do, is the thing that Wala talks about when he has that little burst of pace to beat a man. Do you understand? So he's supposed to play with another deep-line playmaker that does that work, right? Rice is the one that actually funnels through that, right? Goes up and down, recovers the ball, blah, blah, blah. And then party is supposed to be that creative guy. But we've not had that because obviously Patsy has been injured. And you know, so I understand when Namdi's when right um Alex says he's expecting him to break the lines, take the ball, turn, do one shimmy with his hips, blah blah blah. But that expectation is not really what Rice does at the moment. Maybe in the future he gets there and does that. But there are other ways by which Rice moves the ball forward, and that could be obviously beating a man with a turn of pace, going past guys. Things like that. But what you are talking about, if you are looking for Rice to do that, he hasn't, I don't think he has really done that for us. You Fair know. enough. I think, I, 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 think, I think it's also, sorry, I think it's also important yeah. to, to, just in line with what D-Man is saying, Rice has been the screen because mm-hmm. we haven't had a DM. And apart yeah. from being the screen, the screen, sorry, Herbert is playing farther forward than our eight was playing last season. Just generally, starting farther forward, finishing farther forward. His brief is different 
because that habit is supposed to be knocking the ball down, making space for others to run into. So Rice necessarily has to sit a little bit farther back, just as a matter of tactics. That's one. Two, two, so sorry, two, don't forget that when you're thinking about vertical passes, you're thinking about one Gerard Hollywood sweep. Nope. Diagonal nope. left, right, or what Trent does. But if you go watch games, you'll find that over the space of, say, 20, 30 yards, ground ball, Rice is, Rice is breaking lines. Rice I'll give an example. Lines. I'll give an example. I'm sure you saw Jota's penalty yesterday, right? The yeah, one you guys yeah, what? You yeah. saw, did you, you, did you guys praise, see that you pass on McAllister? You want to praise McAllister? Yeah, no, no, be, no, because he said, he said, no, no, because he said, nah, he said, nah, he said, right, I know. I'm trying to make my point. He said, right, no, but McAllister is a playmaker. McAllister, yeah, but I know, but he's the DM for us, so he was the shield. He came on for Endo, but he was still able to get that ball in front of our D, Shimi and play a vertical ball, break the lines, and we got a penalty. Rice could never do that. Rice would get no, the no, ball. No, and and, and, and look for Ben White. It's Rice He can do it, but... See, but you guys can't even agree. Demon says he can't do it. Nandis says he can do it. No, I don't expect him to do it You've put a lack of belief in Demon because you're... No, no, no. I've always said it. No, no. I've always said it since the start. Rice has it in the locker. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm saying those vertical passes. Yeah. That's not what you are looking for with Rice. Beating a man and traveling with the ball, Rice does that better than most Premier League midfielders. Go and check it out. So that's that's Rice superpower. Beating um traveling with the ball, but passing. Anyway, we're, we're watching Rice. That's what I'm saying. We're watching him. We're watching Rice no. closely. And that, that leads me. That, that leads me to my final segment, which is, which is the signing of the season so far. I have it as rice. Shola, you haven't said anything. <laughs> Who do you yeah, have? I've just enjoyed everything, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you have it as? Do you have it as mounts? Is it mounts for you this season? Top Number seven of life. No turn. <laughs> but go on. Who's your son? Um, yeah, for me, it has to be between. It'll be between. It has to be Declan Rice. You know, there are three players I have in mind, but Rice is the one I'll put up there. The players I have in mind are Rice, Sobosai, and Vicario. Those are the three players I have in mind. But I think Rice edges every all of them because of just that, that ridiculous consistency. You know, I think, like Nambi said, his first real bad game was against Fulham. All right, fair enough. What about you, Alex? Yeah, similar to Shola, my top three will be Sobosai, Rice, and... Cole Palmer. And listen, let me let me tell you about this Cole Palmer. I know Nanda is laughing. The reason why I'm saying Cole Palmer is this guy came out of a CT team where where he, he was like just part of the academy. He wasn't even looking to even get game time. He has gone to the Chelsea team. That Chelsea is a big club, you know, and he's their main man. He takes their penalties. He's scoring clutch goals and he's just in my, like he scored eight, eight or nine premiership goals. I know some have been penalties, but I think the way he settled into that team and quickly become the main man. Remember, this is the team that spent 200 million, 100 million on certain players. And mm-hmm. he has come in and really taken that team and just say, you know what, I'll put this team on my back. I think that's that's one good signing Chelsea have made. And in my opinion, I, he's definitely up there in signing of the season, personally. Fair enough. And I like how I like how for um, Cole Palmer, his penalty goals is kind of like, well, he's only scored just four penalty goals. <laughs> You know, you can sweep it under the table a little bit. But with Saka, you're kind of like, nah. 
I love this guy. And you know, Saka, I like some Saka should watch out for his space, you know, in that the England team. Cole and I like how you coming said, for that I, right spot. I like I like what you said about Kopama putting the attack on his back, for putting Chelsea on his back and, and you know driving him forward. That is something that Saka does consistently for us now. He's done it many times. So it's never like a it's not a new thing. So when I hear you say that, I'm hearing what Saka has done in the past. So it's so all maybe, good. So maybe, so, maybe, so maybe it's the die that him and him and um uh, Rasha <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta watch this, yeah. It's you gotta die, man. Him and Rasha <laughs> put see, that down there. That, um, did you see sorry, did you see that uh meme? Was it a meme or that one of that of that um Popsy? That takes his soul to the baba. I saw it, man. Cuts yeah, him, yeah, man. yeah. That cuts all. Like, yep, that's it right there. It cuts it all off. Yeah, you know. Oh, God, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man, that's it. That was like level zero point five, like that. <laughs> Fair enough. So, um, Namdi, I guess don't, yeah, don't, don't, one, don't sleep on Kudus. Don't sleep on Kudus. <laughs> Ooh, that's I all I'll say. Starting off the season is rice, but don't sleep on don't sleep on Mahabe. Yeah, I looking at his ability, I'm really surprised that nobody else picked him up for what West Ham picked him up for, especially United and Arsenal. Arsenal should have bought that man, yeah. We should yeah. have picked him up. I don't see any reason why we didn't pick him up. There was literally yeah. no reason. He could play a number of positions for us, exactly. You could play CAM, you could play RW, you could play up front as well. We could have I, think, I think I think Ateta, Ateta looked at it and said another Ghana boy. Nah. <laughs> maybe, maybe because at the end of the day, we lose if we have him, we're losing at least another another guy to to Afcon. So maybe we thought our what's it called our quota is already filled up for that. You understand, you know. But at the same time, it's such a big talent to just lose to West Ham because you know West Ham are going to collect like eighty million for him in a few years' time. They will collect live. They'll collect that money, like, so without the doubt. So, yeah, go on. Demon, random. This your. I really like this your respect, man. Yeah. I really, really like. like let's let's talk offline. Yeah. Like, no, I need to get the man. Oh yeah. I really like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I don't look fine on you, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I said it's aviator style, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know the first person that actually saw one this, um, that actually made me like this kind of specs. Osi. Osi used to have like three Ossie. or four. Really? Yeah, ask us. So, yeah, 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 actually, yeah, I have a guy in Nigeria that does it. So, you might, might okay. ask us. You used to have like quite a bit, quite a number of them. Yeah. So, with that, imagine you guys uh, go on. Um, yeah. Now, I got a question. More, more, an Arsenal one. Don't worry, I'm not bantering Arsenal anymore. <laughs> this this January doesn't look like you're going to buy a striker from what I'm hearing anyway, just due to FFP or whatnot. What do you guys think, both of you? Are you, are you, is it make or break? Like, do you definitely need a striker or are you saying, you know what, we can rock without one? I think we need we need a forward, but it depends on. I think it, it majorly depends on what the club, how big, how 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 important the club sees this season. You know, do they see this season as the season that like you know we have to go for it and get it now, or do they just think you know what we can actually wait a, a season longer and go and get our targets and you know move forward in, in the summer. That would decide. I think what we do this 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 January, if we go big, which I feel like that's the only way we're actually going to get forward that that makes sense, is if we go big or if we commit to Tony, which I would rather go big for like Aussie men in the summer or something like that. I, I can wait. I can I can allow this season and just say, you know what, top four, let's just make let's see what we can do with what we have. 
uh, and get Osimhen in the summer. But if we are to get Tony as well, I, I I wouldn't cry. I'm good with it. But I just don't see. I don't see how we convince Bradford. I really you don't know, see. How. You know, Osimhen just has a new, deal, a new bumper. That's, that's exactly what I was gonna say. But he has a clause now, doesn't he? Have a clause? Uh, yeah, well, like one million. Like how much? When did Casado? Like, like, when did Casado? No, this guy. The truth when is, when did Casado? When did Casado yeah. sign his contract before he left? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, but oh. this clause, the the Laurentis. Lawrence just wants his paper. This was the man that has paid 70 meter for. I must get at least twice that. I know, but I know, but can you guys can you guys even afford Victor? I don't think you guys are being realistic. No, we can't. In the summer, in the summer, we can't afford him. We can't. We can't. This year, if we can spend, let me tell you the truth. If we can spend, no, it's one thirty. Your release clause is one thirty. One thirty. There you go. See, left to me. If you can spend, that's not bad. If you can spend 100 million on Declan Rice, you can spend 150 million on a cement easily. You can spend it. I know that not only that. I, I don't think it. it's a risk. No. No, it's a risk. Every, it's, every it's, signing it's, is it's, a risk. You know, he's got, you know he's got five non penalty goals this season. Just saying. Who's that? OG. OG. Allow me to go to last year. Allow us to do last year. Even Tony as well. Even Tony as well. Tony has a lot of penalty goals too. He's, all, these guys, all these guys, they all start bad. They all start bad with penalties. So I'm not even like. Fair enough. Okay. I'm going to We need a forward. We need a forward in January. Last January, we did that. We went yeah. and we got Trossard. Guy said, yeah, he's a great performer and he did a job. But in the, at the end of the day, what were we lacking towards the end of the season? Somebody to scramble the goal in when nothing else is working. We need a forward that can change the dynamic of, of our play. Wiz yep. Nelson should be that kind of guy, but Wiz Nelson just isn't hungry or courageous enough. He's that kind of player who can do one step over, two step overs, drag the players with him, but he just doesn't have enough bite. If we had the opportunity to go find the Luis Diaz in the market now, I'd say go get him. But we need a forward. Fair it's enough. 100% important. Without a forward, we're not going to be anywhere near first position. And I agree yeah. with that. I've got I've got one for Shola. Shola, when is Casemiro back? Any idea? Because he's been feels like he's been out all season. Um, I think he's back this month. Casemiro, Lissandro, Mount are all back yeah. this month. Okay, so title charge back on, right? Ah, second half of the season, you knew. <laughs> you knew. Title <laughs> charge is on. <laughs> right, live, live. You know, live. You know something, though? There's, I think, I, I know I'm taking those back, because there's a player I just wanted to give a shout-out to that I think nobody mentioned that I feel he's going under the radar, but it's Edson Alvarez for West Ham. Yes, it is. It's a really, really good signing. I think he yeah, has yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I think yeah. and, and that's another player that cost him, like, what, Thirty million, like I, I wanted him. I, I, I think, really wanted him as well. I actually think he landed. He landed in the best. He had the what is the word prowse. I think they landed in the best clubs for them because the way the expectation at West Ham is not so much that you be under so much scrutiny, but it's enough to keep you going. You know, our boys is a very, 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 very good coach. So I like, I like where they landed. You know, I don't know. It's if so he, dry, and got better. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So I say it again. They sold yeah. rice and got better. You know that's fine. That's fine. This, I'm good with that. Everybody wins. Everybody. Wins. <laughs> as long as we did it, get they didn't work. sell. They didn't sell rice and get better, Alex. That's that's unfair, man. You're you're not you're not adding it up. Right? They bought. They bought 
three very effective players and they got better. That's what happened. Yeah, so they sold they sold one rice, they yeah. sold one rice and got three ballers. Now that's how you measure the quantity of the man that left. I like the way you spot you you, you quality, sorry, that, quality. Said that spot it in a way that sounded. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. This is Alex the bastard. He tries to run, get away. He's trying his best. <laughs> thank you for catching this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for catching this. All right, don't worry. Thank you guys so much for coming and thank you so much for listening and watching. If you stayed on this uh, this long, um, you can send me a DM so I can you know tell you where I got this my nice aviators from. <laughs> but uh anyways thank you all, no, all you for <laughs> yeah thank you that's why i thank you guys for coming up and i guess we'll catch you stay safe bye-bye peace